Hey, fellow traveler, welcome to the Third Eye Awakening podcast, a show where we talk all about spiritual and psychic awakening, magic, the shift from 3D to 5D, star seeds, ascension, multiple timelines, multiple dimensions, the universe, the multiverse, the Akashic records, all the good things. I am your host, Amy Belair, and I'm so glad to have you here with me today. Okay, let's do this. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Third Eye Awakening. I'm very excited to have this guest with me today to have a a beautiful conversation about spiritual awakening, the omniverse, multiverse, the importance of respecting souls' journeys and choices and free will and the Akashic Records and all the things I love talking about. His name is Corbin Andrews. He's a fella who's doing his best to leave the world a better place than he found it in hopes that future generations of life on earth may thrive and prosper. Corbin has received multiple degrees in the field of environmental science and wants to give back by growing food, raising animals, and creating small-scale regenerative local communities. He loves spending time with his friends, family, and enjoys long walks with his dog, Lila. And he also has a podcast too. So if you like what we talk about here, you'll definitely have to check it out. And that the link to his podcast will be in the show notes, of course. So hi, Corbin. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Amy. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so so I really love your bio, actually. He's just, just a guy is doing his best. <laughs> I know I couldn't really come up with anything uh, too special so no yeah that's that's great it's like my vibe a nice contrast to the like shiny polished bios of like you know professionalism and LinkedIn kind of quality bios yeah I'm I'm kind of over all of that yeah (laughs) so why don't you tell us like you know to whatever extent you're comfortable like where you're from kind of like a little bit more about who you are and what's brought you to this, you know, point of awareness where you desire to help make the world a better place. Yeah, totally. So I live in Bloomington, Indiana. So it's the southern portion of Indiana. So thankfully around here, we have a lot of nature. So I kind of have always had a, I don't know, an affinity for being out in the forest and I don't know, just being with being with the soil and stuff like that. Yeah, I really, I got into like environmental stuff pretty, I would say definitely in high school a lot. I started riding my bike pretty early on. I rode my bike every day to school, junior and senior year of high school. (laughs) And then also like sophomore year, I was on a, a group trip and we rode across America. So I kind of always had this like, you know, environmental tinge to most everything that helped me a lot, like be just really mindful of my impact on things. And then I also grew up Christian and was pretty involved in my church and stuff like that all throughout my life. But I've since kind of gone away from that. But I'm still a believer in God, but just in a different, different way than the traditional church setting, I would say, Christian faith. But yeah, so I guess I've always been super interested in spirituality. And yeah, I, I don't know, I guess having after having graduated college, I was just kind of on this trajectory of going and finding a job and doing that. And so now I'm just kind of transitioning to be a 
I don't know, just more present. And I've since quit my job and uh, I'm looking to kind of transition more toward, you know, doing, getting a homestead, trying to buy land, growing my own food, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. That's, that's kind of like, that's my goal too, where neither of us have any homesteading background. So <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not just something you just decide is fun and cool and you go and do it. And yes. it's like hard, hard, <laughs> hard work. But uh, it is, I, I really think that for everybody who, and I, I realize that everybody doesn't have access to that as a possibility. Like even here, the land prices are skyrocketing. It's crazy. I think for everybody who is able to, or like come up with creative ways to access like the return to participating in the cultivation of our own food and like getting back into those like root chakra sort of um, Mm -hmm. activities of, of survival, I think is really one of the most powerful ways to go and it's really what's being called through us like there's a reason so many of us are sort of like it's not just that we don't want to be dependent on the system it's kind of realizing like oh but when you when you are dependent on the system even if it's not facing a potential manipulated collapse it's like you're you're when you have a removal from the production of your food for example it's weird it's a weird disconnect it's important to have Yes. To have that connection, I think, and we're, and sort of nature is calling us back home, I think is what's Absolutely. Happening. Yeah. I am totally feeling that. And I see a lot of other people, I don't know, motivated in that same direction too, which is beautiful and amazing. And I, I don't know, I think that's why I'm so like enthusiastic to try to create more community around that centered around nature, because I think it is what, can empower us to, I don't know, create a more beautiful and prosperous world. And Mm -hmm. so I think, yeah, I think a a lot of us are just very disconnected from our, our source, you know, which, you know, our source is creation and, and life really. I mean, I think, I think life is the, is the best investment that you can, that you can make, you know, it's the thing that just keeps on, keeps on giving it's the gift that keeps on giving and growing and so yeah I don't know I feel like so much better that other people are kind of moving in this way too because for a long time I was like I know in high school like I started a garden I would volunteer all the time at like you know um, the community food bank because they also have a really big garden and I don't know I did some other things too but I just was like feeling like there wasn't that many people Mm. that were also feeling the same way I was. So I kind of felt like I was a little bit ahead of the curve. And then since having, since getting into college, I, well, I also, I also ran the student garden at IU and was on a committee that developed a farm at IU, which is uh, where I went to college. So I felt really, really good about that, but I kind of had this um, situation with my brother where he came and lived with me and it was just a mess. Uh, So (laughs) that kind of distracted me a lot from this. Yeah. My root chakra, I feel like in, in, in a lot of ways. And so since then I've been just kind of dealing with working through that, that trauma and stuff. So it's been a, it's been a healing journey. And I think, 
this whole pandemic has opened my eyes to the fact that I can create the life that I want to live. So yeah, I'm really excited to just kind of step back into my own power. Mm. more. I love that. I feel like that's like such the important sort of gift that's being offered to us through this time is like being called back to nature and being reminded that like we, we, we have to be the source of our own power and like allowing ourselves to step back into that. It just, it makes such a big difference to the way that we move through life and move through the world when we're connected to our own power. And I love that you see the, like that the pandemic situation has had that effect on you where you're like, Oh, I actually can create the life that I want. It's so interesting. Cause there's, to me, it seems like there's a, a whole group and most of them I'm connected with online. <laughs> They're not in my physical world. Most of them yeah. who uh, are, you know, see all like they just it's not even like trying to find the silver lining it's just like oh like you just have access to the the gift that's being made available and then there's a whole group of people that feel very disempowered and a lot of fear and I think people bounce back and forth between the two as well because we're complicated and we're humans and we're having a lot of definitely I'm feeling that (laughs) yeah it's there's there's lots going on but I'd love to talk a little bit about your background in like being raised Christian and, and having a connection with God and just like kind of what that experience of evolution was like for you in, like you said, uh, sort of stepping away from it a little bit, just in so far as leaving the more traditional doctrines behind and expanding your, your own relationship with God as it were. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Let's see where to begin. Uh, I guess definitely like in middle school, I guess in, in high school too, I was kind of trapped in this ideology that like, I guess the God is this, I don't know. I was really trying to just figure out what exactly God was. And I, I couldn't wrap my, couldn't wrap my head around it because I feel like I was being told all these rules and all about all these traditions and, and just other people's conceptions of, of God. And it's sometimes, it, I just was confused by it because I don't know, there, I feel like there's definitely an overemphasis on Christ and Jesus as our savior and everything. And that whole notion just, it didn't really make much sense to me because of, it was like, yeah, you could sin your entire life and then like ask for forgiveness from, you know, from God. And then because Jesus died for us on the cross, then we're suddenly everything's fine. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. I, I don't know. I think it was, it's Paul or Saul in the Bible. Like he like, he literally like persecuted and like killed Christians. And then now like he's in heaven. And so I was always like, I, it just didn't really, I don't know. I, I was just really confused by it and trying to wrap my head around it. And then the more and more I learned also about the Bible too, of, you know, how it's written by men and how it was assembled and all the books that they left out. And, you know, the, probably the discrepancies of them translating it into English and other languages um, and the, 
messages that can get lost or, you know, mistranslated or so I guess the more and more I looked into it, I was like, okay, this is not something that you can, you know, you should not put all your eggs in this basket because <laughs> the basket is not really, you know, the eggs can fall out. <laughs> I guess <laughs> there's not a, there's some holes distance. in the basket. There's some holes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's not, I, I don't want to, you know, sound like I'm you know, ridiculing people that are faithful and, do go to church and all, everything like that, because I, I do think that there's a lot of good that can come out of having a faith and, and having a practice of some kind. But yeah, I don't know. I, and then the more and more I've studied like things in, through college and, and, you know, kind of since then a couple of past, in the past couple of years, I've just realized that a lot of religions are saying the same thing. I guess I kind of already knew this because I don't know. And, I, I love to read. And so I've, I've always read, you know, other books on, I've read a lot of books on uh, Buddhism and Zen and things like that. Yeah. And I've read some books on Islam too. So I guess I just kind of saw how a lot of these religions were kind of sort of the saying the same thing about, you know, the spiritual unknown almost. And they just had different, ways of practicing it you know in the material world and and then it's just like you know we get we fight over all of these different ideologies when we're all recognizing that there's this massive unknown that we can tap into and so and i think that that is god in in the way and and it's like i mean i kind of i kind of think that we live in some kind of simulation and that's a popular term nowadays for it, but, you know, a creation, a dimension realm, you know, it's all kind of the same thing I feel like, but yeah, I think that there's just, there's just more, there's more going on than what we can see, I guess. Oh, for sure. So yeah. much more. I think I, it's interesting, like the term simulation, it is popular and I use it and I think about it and I'm like, but it's not really the right word and neither is realm and neither is (laughs) dimension. And it's like, it's just what we can, it's words that people can relate to. So like one of the things I don't like about calling it a simulation is that I don't think it's like a false computer generated reality that, but that's kind of the connotation of simulation. I think it's a creation like it's a it's a a way that consciousness has arranged itself in this bandwidth of vibration that is responsive to our vibration and we just don't really realize that so it's a simulation insofar as like we determine so much of what we render like everything is actually in in sort of energetic codes and patterns mm-hmm which is similar to a simulation but not i don't think they're computer generated and then we we render those, we decode them and, and sort of project them. Cause, and the whole reason that I think this is because I had this one experience when I was in my early twenties, where I was sketching a scene on a street, a little streetscape. And I didn't notice for like 20 minutes that there was a big 
tree right in the middle of what I was drawing, like in front of the building I was drawing. I just saw through it like it wasn't there. And I was sketching it in ballpoint pen. And I mm -hmm. had to put the tree in over top after because I like looked up and I was like, what? There's a tree right there. And I still have the drawing because it was just like probably the first really mind blowing experience I ever had where I was like, how did I not see that tree? I wasn't just passing by. I was drawing the scene and I mm. didn't see the tree for like 20 minutes. So that led me to think that, okay, there's always information around us at all times that we're not decoding. We're not detecting it for some reason or another. I think there's a whole bunch of reasons. And that's kind of what leads me to call it a simulation. But yeah, it's not... And, and I'm not saying I'm right about it. This is just my perception that it's not really like a false computer generated virtual reality, though. I don't think we're trapped in something like that. Yeah, no, I, I don't think we are either. I think that we are creative beings and mm -hmm. we have an ability to shape our immediate reality. And I kind of I kind of think that we chose to come here to learn some kind of lessons or just to experience and embody, you know, emotions or just this, this life. Cause I, I know it sounds really crazy. And I, I feel like when I, when I've mentioned this to people, I th they always doubt me, but I actually can remember being like in my mom's like womb and like, and and hearing like my parents sing to me because they sing to me and stuff and I just remember being in this like in this place where it felt like I had been like like kind of t taken out of this what I call you know the spirit world or spirit realm or whatever and then I, it was like this transition into the real world and or to or to you know whatever we want to call this physical space and yeah I don't know I, I think and I've had some other experiences with like um <laughs> there's a I think it was a ghost in my house because my the house that we live in now Mr. Stevens the the man that built it he passed away like like a stone's throw from our current house in the well, let's see, what is it? It's Bell Trace, but it's like a retirement home area. And so, and it was funny, every time I would, because I loved like, I loved watching HGTV and like moving things around in my room. And every time that I would do that, I would hear ghosts in the house. And then later on, I learned that, oh, ghosts get attached to the physical space. And so I'm like, oh, wow, like, that's really interesting. I wonder if it's Mr. Stevens, like, and so... Yeah, I don't know. And then I've also had, a, there's another experience in high school where I just got like overwhelmed by this divine energy and I just started bawling out of nowhere and just saying a lot of like very loving, kind things that just absolutely came out of nowhere. And I felt like I was not speaking, like it wasn't, it wasn't me who was speaking. And so, I don't know, I've had, I've had numerous experiences where I just had this, like, these waves of, like, whoa, you know, there's more going on 
than than what we can see and yeah i think that i think that the more that we can tap into our higher consciousness the more that we can begin to see that stuff and yeah also like be protected from the evil stuff too because i've also felt a lot of the darker uh, forces too so you know i think the more that we can create a unity consciousness i think the the better and more beautiful things will manifest mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. i i totally agree have you there's so many things i want to ask you have you when you say that you felt the dark forces is it something where you felt like uh like you have connected with them personally or more that you have an awareness of them? I think it's more that I have an awareness with them. Yeah. I, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, family uh, intergenerational trauma that I feel like I've been experiencing because I see it like in my other family members and things like that. So depression is one, is a really big one in, in my family as I, it probably isn't with a lot of people, uh, but yeah, like my my aunt committed suicide, and my brother has also like attempted it too several times. And so, like when I get these, like I felt these waves at different times of being like, oh, like I don't really want to be here, you know, and you know, thinking, oh, maybe it would be, maybe I would be better off dead or something like that. Like I've never, I've never wanted to act on those thoughts but I guess I've realized that they're not they may not be mine you know like so I don't need to take ownership and feel attached to these really you know negative emotions or dark forces that might be flowing through me like they they may be coming from society they may be coming from you know my DNA and my you know past generations and ancestral stuff so yeah I guess I'm I'm really trying to just not be so caught up by that and feel like I need to take ownership for something that might just be an energy flowing through me so Mm -hmm. I so think that that's like that's the key to navigating emotions even if they are our own I told I completely agree with you 100% that I think a lot of the dark things that people feel aren't our own sometimes they are Mm -hmm. um, some but a lot of the time they aren't and it's just hard sometimes for people to discern between the two but I had similar experiences where at various points in my life where I would be overwhelmed with a feeling of like I I can't I feel like I can't call it true suicidal ideation because I didn't I don't actually want to die and I know that about myself. I know I love life. But mm-hmm. like these weird moments where I'm just like overcome with like a hopelessness or a despair or something that just yes. doesn't feel good and and it drives my thoughts to a place of like I just want out of here. But I know, but it's because I know myself and I know that usually I'm a really happy person and I love being alive and mm-hmm. that I can tell that it's not mine. But when I was a lot younger, it was harder to tell, but I did start to figure it out too, where I was like, this isn't coming from me. I'm not generating this myself. I'm just feeling it. And 
but it can be really confusing. And that's a really subtle distinction to make. And it can come from a whole bunch of places, like you said, like lineage, like inherited ancestral, like patterns that haven't released themselves and are trying to come to the surface for healing. Or it can come from, it can be like ghosts or just sort of like thought clouds that haven't dissipated left over from other beings that have lived or it can be darker things. It can be society. I've even, there was like earlier in 2020, I felt like there were a couple brainwave scrambles that went out, which I've never even thought of those terms before. And I felt full on crazy telling people that I shared it in my Facebook group, but I was like, there were two days in the spring. The one was the four, four, the April 4th global meditation day where there was like, I was filled with so much despair that, and so was my mother-in-law who is not into this stuff at all. And so was my partner and our two-year-old daughter was off. Actually, she wasn't even two by then, like having a really off day. And it made me think like, something's up. Like, I think that, I think there's like a counter movement to sort of like tank the efforts to, you know, globally connect in unity consciousness. But even saying that right now makes me feel crazy. Like it's way off in like the deep end of conspiracy land, but it, it, it felt very foreign and weird. But anyway, mm. my whole point is that I think there are so many different sources of those kind of feelings that we don't, that don't necessarily come from us, but even if they are coming from us, it's like not, not making our emotions like who and what we are, just letting yeah. them flow through and sort of riding the waves, let, letting them, letting them sort of transform us, but not attaching ourselves to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Just to bear witness and be an observer to them rather than, yeah, I, I, uh, I kind of compare it to like riding a roller coaster. It's like, like our emotions can kind of be like this crazy ride we go on but then oftentimes we just end up sort of right back where we started <laughs> i i found um i definitely you know have have found myself at times going down into the vortex um of things and i i guess i'm just a very open person and so and also i'm i'm a cancer so i i you know i'm a water sign so i i have my feelers out a lot and so I feel like I can I can feel a lot of the waves of you know consciousness or just culture and the world so yeah for me it's like yeah even if they are my own I don't have to yeah I just don't have to get attached to these these negative things and so I'm consciously now trying to just be aware of that and focus more of my energy on the things you know that are positive and so this this whole past year um like i i never really used to make music i i was super in, involved in my church playing drums and then i played music at, at school and stuff you know concert band and jazz band and stuff like that but it was never my own you know it was never my own music and so since like the fall of 2019 i got into making music and then that has just totally opened this creative door for me to like, I'm writing now. Like I filled up like this whole journal in like two months. Like, have you ever heard of the artist way? Yes. Uh, yeah. So I'm doing that right now with a group. Let's see what else I've been painting. Like, I don't know, like all this, like 
crazy artistic stuff has just been bubbling up that I feel like is has a divine origin in a way. And so I'm just trying to have more faith in that and trust that I'm moving in this positive direction. So, yeah. Nice. That's awesome. I think that, I think that's amazing. And I think like that stuff, the stuff that makes us feel really productive and like exercises our creativity makes us feel good is, is the stuff it's a similar to like the, like nature calling us back. It's just like our divine, our divinity and our divine origins calling us back home to like ourselves as creative beings, as earth beings, as, you know, divine beings. And it's a place of huge comfort. Comfort isn't even the right word. It's just sort of like, it helps all of this other crazy stuff that's going on in the world, just not mean as much. Like you Mm -hmm. can kind of just see it but then you're like oh but I have a, I have a bunch of cool art to make I have to do like my yeah. like morning pages and <laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah. <laughs> it just it just then we're putting less of our energy and attention onto all the drama and yes. we're into a, like a really beautiful productive co-creative direction yes absolutely I I really think that that is what we can all benefit from and because our I feel like our attention is like a payment, you know, like we pay attention. And so what we put our attention to and what we focus on, you know, it's, it's giving that aggregor, that entity, you know, more vitality and energy. So it's like, there's tons of examples, but you know, if you, if you're like watching the news all the time, then you're like giving that power over, over your life. And so, yeah, that's something that like I'm really trying to do some like reading deprivation or even podcast deprivation too. Like trying not to listen to too many conspiracy podcasts or you know uh, just try to focus on more of like I love yours. Like listening to yours, it's great. It's really like I don't know. It's really inspiring because it's you're talking about all of the spiritual stuff that is that you sometimes get on other shows, but yours is like devoted to it. Like to it, and I think it's. I don't know. I just, I love your approach to it. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to focus more of my attention on the positive stuff because at the end of the day, I kind of think it's a choice and it's not always a choice, but enough of it, it is. And that if we do our part, then other people can, will see that and feel that because, you know, we are in a shared existence and, you know, the ripple effects that we send out, they come back to us, but they also affect our immediate environment and maybe even further than that too. So yeah, I think it's the, the more we can just align with that positive energy, I think the more healing that we can, we can bring to the world. Yeah. I, I agree with that so much. Like we are, we are in a shared experience and we're rendering a consensus version of reality and we, but we can't, we can't force anybody else to change their perspective or sway their attention. We only have control over where we put our attention. But I, I think that's an amazing sort of, I don't know, it's not a comparison, but like that, like something you brought to light that we even term it pay attention. Like, I do think it's the most powerful form of currency that we actually have. And (laughs) it's totally been hijacked and we don't even realize how powerful our attention is. And that like, like we were just talking before we started about 
like talking about some conspiracy things, but also lots of spiritual things. And, and Corbin and I were both saying that like, it can feel really dark to go too deep into the conspiracy stuff because, well, I mean, it's dark stuff and it's hopeless and, or it can feel hopeless when you're like solely focused on it. But I think also what you're doing when you're solely focused on it and, and by solely, I think that's a different definition for every individual human. So no judgment to anybody. Like I'm not trying to tell you what to do with your attention, but just I've become really aware over the past year of how powerful my attention is. And that like, I want to go down the conspiracy rabbit hole just enough to sort of know what's going on and, and not be sort of as naive as I was before, but then not get stuck there. Cause there've been a few times this year where I started to feel stuck there and realizing like, Oh, I'm really solidifying this reality. Yeah. When I, you know, give it so much of my attention. Whereas if I just shift my focus and remember like, Oh, regardless of what might be coming down the pipes, I'm safe in this moment right now. And it's a beautiful day. And I have this gorgeous little daughter and she's like being the most adorable creature on the face of the earth. And like, if I just pay attention to her, then I feel amazing. Why wouldn't I, you know, pay the currency of my attention to that experience? Yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely yeah i think that yeah the more energy that we can give to life i think the more that we will thrive and not just survive in, yeah. in this in this space that we're in and um yeah i i've been in the same boat i think it's really important to see the bigger picture of what's going on and the control systems and all that sort of stuff but then i think there's it's really easy to to go down the path of like, oh, you know, everything's hopeless, go buy a bunker, you know, store a bunch of canned food, like, but I think that that is, that solution is not, it's not even a solution, that's a very, like, a reaction, reaction. yeah, reaction, yeah, and that's, and I think it's being trapped in that scarcity mindset that they want us to be in, because, I mean, something that I've, I've realized from, you know, growing food and working with the soil and stuff like that is that nature has an a, amazing ability to heal us and itself and like, but also like grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and, grow and create like, you know, the garden of Eden, basically, like we can, we can create a, and live in a food forest, you know, like, and I think, that's kind of what we were designed or created to do, I think, in, in a way, is to be stewards of the planet. So, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like we're all very trapped in this scarcity mindset and this pyramid scheme when we can, we can break free from it. Like, and it's, it's, hard, it's hard to see out of it, I think, because it's, it's this really dark box and we can think that that's, this box is the only thing that there is, but when you realize that we can open it and there's a whole other vast world out there that we can create, like there's a lot, a lot of power and peace also in that too. And Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it kind of reminds me of like, so 
<laughs> supposedly I haven't verified this myself because it involves fleas and I'm not interested in having fleas in my house in a personal <laughs> lab experiment but supposedly if you have fleas in a container and you have like a saran wrap lid like they can jump so high and so for a while they'll try to jump out and then they'll hit this saran wrap lid and then eventually they stop jumping and you can take the saran wrap lid off and they don't try anymore because it's just been encoded in them that there's no way out. And it's kind of like that. Like we get trapped in, in sort of, we're corralled into scarcity mentalities. Yeah. And then they don't even actually, I don't even think that, you know, the people at the top of the pyramid have to always pull the big power moves of like enforcing it with violence on all of us or anything like that, because they just feed us just enough of that to keep us scared of it. And then like, then we just, Acquiesce. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's yeah, it's I feel like whenever you whenever you're open to that and like you realize that that is what's going on and there's an immense amount of psychological manipulation going on. And I think it's even potentially spiritual too. I think that they're they might be working on other levels as well, but but to also know that you don't have to fall, like you don't have to fall in line with that. You don't have to succumb to that pressure. And I, I just have, I, I feel like I've gone so far down the rabbit hole that I've ended up just being like, okay, well, like I think permaculture is and creating intentional communities and being more spiritual and aligning with that stuff. And, you know, everyone is, everyone can be an artist, you know, like, I think that that is a much better world that we can create than, you know, settling for a nuclear disaster (laughs) and living in a bunker or a shelter, (laughs) you know, like I don't, I don't particularly want that. So I'd much rather, I'd much rather be around animals and plants and other people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And And to that end, I suppose that's probably what inspired you to create your podcast, which is called, for everybody who's interested, it's called Healing Self, Soul, and Spirit. And I've been listening to it as well and really, really enjoy what you're sharing and the conversations you're having. And um, I'm guessing it's because you just got to that point where you're like, okay, I have a choice here and I want to contribute to like, (laughs) like healing and well-being and like, you know, solutions that are not reactive but are like you know returning home to who we really are yeah totally they are more progressive and yeah can can expand our consciousness really and because i think you know we've i think we're going i think this whole spiritual awakening thing is showing a lot of people that we have experienced a lot of suffering and trauma and stuff and so but if we get if we get we get trapped into thinking that we are the victim all the time, which is really easy to do. And I found myself doing that. Then we can't, we can't really break free, you know? And so I guess I just want to, you know, try to inspire people to find their, their own power again. And yeah, be, be motivated to think outside of the box, to think outside of the system and to co-create a, just a more sustainable world that is not so dependent upon larger entities, you know, institutions, you know, even other people. I think that 
you know, I've, when I was more, you know, I was, when I was gardening, gardening a lot, sorry, it was like so rewarding. Like it was like legitimately, I did not have any worries in the world. Like, I don't know. I just, I felt a lot of, of solace and peace by doing something for myself that was healing. Yeah. I, I read this study once where I think they compared like um, antidepressants and then people going out and like getting in the soil and stuff. And apparently the same by like connecting with nature and being grounded like that, like, you know, taking your shoes off, like in the forest and feeling the ground, like you, you have this, your serotonin levels are the same if you took a antidepressant or something like that. So I guess for me, it was like, well, we are, we're so like disconnected from the earth, like quite literally, like we have concrete that we drive our cars on and we wear sneakers and it's just like, I feel like there's so many things that like are connecting us from the ground, you know, that's underneath us. And uh, Laurel Erica, she's a writer and author and stuff. And she was talking about how earth and heart are, it's basically, it's the same letters and, but just rearranged slightly where the H is at the end. So, and, and then I read um, recently about, I think it was heart, heart math. Yeah. yeah and you know how our heart is the our basically our biggest organ and can like creates the aura around us and has the biggest elect electromagnetic field even bigger than our brain so I was like wow like it's all connected like our our heart and the earth and <laughs> it's like it's all right there in front of us and yeah I don't know I think the more that we can be grounded and feel connected to the earth, our home, then I think the better our hearts will be too. So. Yeah. Well, I think so too. Like, it's just, that's exactly it. We've just become really disconnected, but it's not like, it's not like nature is gone. Like it's right here. We Mm -hmm. just, we have just been allowed ourselves to become disconnected from it and distanced from it. But even like, I became so aware, like, I don't know, in the last couple of years, I think there's this park near where I live now and we would take my daughter out there and it's so, I don't know, there's like, I guess there's ferns everywhere and then there's all these deciduous trees and it just creates this sheet of green, like there's just green everywhere. Compared to usually I love to go walking in cedar forests, which are my favorite, but it, it was just a different experience to see this like green ray everywhere. And I would, we would start walking on the path and I could just feel everything in myself decompressing. And it was at a really stressful time in my life. So it was really noticeable, feel everything unwinding and like my brain just rewiring to wellness and just thinking like, even just the, the natural green ray of nature is so 
powerful. So, so, so powerful. It's like we have everything we need. We, yes. We have it. We just allowed ourselves to be like directed away from it. And, but it's, it's right there. And it's really just about, yeah, like choosing, choosing what we want to do with ourselves. And I love that, that there was actually a study that showed that the serotonin levels are the same in the same range in taking an, an artificial drug versus like it, like digging around in the soil and connecting with plants and connecting with the earth. And yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. And something that gives me a lot of hope too is just how, yeah, like you're so right. Nature is, it is right in our backyard. Like, you know, it, we we're not that far from it, which is really, really good because I think that as time goes on, if we continue down this trajectory, it might become a little bit more and more difficult, but there's, we still have a lot of opportunity to regrow and regenerate and it's not all lost, you know? You know, I don't, I don't think we should be hopeless about climate change or, you know, the extinction events going on in the world. I think that, yeah, all those things are going on and they are issues, but if we, if we become hopeless, because for a long time, I was really hopeless about all that stuff, you know, seeing the Amazon being cut down for livestock and all that kind of stuff. But I think that if we can, if we can get out of that mindset of like, you know, we are, we have power and dominion over nature and we can more just work with it and grow with it than, yeah, I think that, like, I mean, most people in the developed world, I would say, like, at least in America, I mean, we have decent sized yards. So, I mean, most people, if they just converted their grass to a garden, they could supply a decent amount of their own food and which would do an immense amount for nature and the animals and stuff around us. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't having having studied environmental stuff. I don't know. I, I just have so much hope because nature, nature, one way or another is always going to win. <laughs> and so, and you either just, you either just work with it or you're constantly battling it. And I think that in a way it's just like, I think that's just kind of God showing us like, yo guys, like you're not in control here. <laughs> like, <laughs> as much as you want to think you are, you're not. So you can either work with me or work against me. So it's um, like we're a bunch of toddlers and we're having like this tantrum in our yeah and totally. God is like I'm just patiently waiting it out for you to get over <laughs> your your temper fit right now. Like you're not in charge of this situation. I love you. <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. I know we have massive egos that want to get in the way. And yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's kind of, it's pretty funny, honestly, because I think, I think at the end of the day, everything is okay. And, you know, cause I mean, truly for me, I believe that you know, we are in these avatar bodies and our souls are enormous <laughs> and we come from places that we cannot even fathom. And so that just gives me a lot of hope because I, it's like, I feel like when we come here, we come here to, for, for a purpose and 
when this body is is done and our time here is done for whatever reason then we move on and we reconnect back i mean we're always connected but i think we it's like we we zoom in a bunch into our lives into our bodies and then once that time here is gone we zoom back out and we can see kind of what all we are and i think it's a lot bigger than, than just this here so i guess for me that just gives me a lot of i don't know peace because i i trust that I don't know there's there's a reason for everything and so yeah <laughs> yeah no i i have very very similar congruent views and it's the same thing like at the end of the day that's ultimately what i think keeps me like feeling positive too is just being like wow though everything's actually okay like it's it seems like it's not it can really seem like it's not but again that's where the 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 choice part comes in with what we choose to pay our attention to. Cause, mm-hmm. cause you know, we can focus on all the ways that it's not okay, but from our human perspective, like we're looking at everything from the ground level, from like an ant's eye view. Yeah. And, and we can't see the whole picture. And so I, that's why I really defer to my intuition. I think that's what you're talking about too, is just like that space in, in your heart or somewhere in your body that feels like, dominantly like at ease like things things are okay for mm-hmm. me individually but also things are okay for us collectively it just looks like a hot mess yeah <laughs> from this perspective but it's actually it really does predominantly okay yes totally it really is and yeah there's there's order amongst the chaos and yeah I guess I don't know I've always felt this immense amount of love from whatever is running in the background of (laughs) of this you know and like I mean there's there's been times where you know I I could have gotten really really hurt and I didn't and it just made me wonder like wow you know you know maybe there's maybe there's a reason and a purpose for me being here so yeah, and it's not to say that like you know, destiny and fate are like set in stone because I don't really truly believe that. But and everything is predestined. I I don't. I think that we do have a lot of free will and and choice and things. Yeah, I don't know. I just I've I've felt so much love in in my life despite all of the evil that it just makes me. I don't know I just I'm like whew, I can breathe <laughs> you know can come back to center and, and trust that you know things are things are moving in a direction that is is going to it's going to be okay <laughs> at the end of the day <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And, and also just like you said our souls are so vast like our actual consciousness is so much bigger than we can experience it as being while we're really immersed in our avatar identity of this human life. And, you know, no matter, no matter what, when we return to the perspective of our soul consciousness, we will, we will feel that like, Oh, 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Like everything's actually fine. Wow. That seemed really intense. Like being in like the most intense movie ever <laughs> and then the movie ending and being like, ah, totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've even thought that it's like, I think we might even be all the same being in a way. And I think we are. Yeah. We, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think time is linear. I think it's cyclical and some sort of nature or, it may not even be that it may be more of like a plasma or something <laughs> where it's constantly, you know, moving around. But yeah, I, I've oftentimes wondered like, wow, maybe I, cause like there's been times where I've like seen myself and other people and I don't know, maybe I'm just projecting that, but I just wonder sometimes I'm like, wow, have I lived that person's life before? <laughs> or, I don't know. Like there's sometimes where I just get these flashes of like, wow, that I'm, I think I'm, I don't know. I might, I might have experienced this before, but just in a diff- from a different perspective or something like that. So it just makes me wonder, like, what all is going on. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think something that you had mentioned in another one of your podcasts was like how there might be some sort of like even level to the spirit realm or world or whatever to where like you can kind of become this creator of other of other spaces too and so I, I definitely resonate a lot with that like I think even when I'm like creating stuff here like writing or painting or something like that like I oftentimes feel like I'm not always there like I like time just slips by and I'm like what did, like what even just happened so <laughs> it just makes me wonder like you know whenever you go into that mental state like what is really going on and yeah I don't know just makes me makes me kind of wonder like about the the vastness of this whole thing that we're that we're in (laughs) yeah totally my favorite part is that like I know that I as a human I will never totally properly understand it and I actually love that it's like the most exciting bit for me and that I keep getting like more and more revelations of like you know the picture but I also realize that I'm trying to fit my understanding of what I'm getting into my human psyche and so it's probably coming out wrong like you were saying about the totally. Bible, like mistranslated on some level and I don't know I just but that gives me huge I don't know if it's the word com- comfort is the right word but it's just like makes me feel like this is actually all the funnest thing ever (laughs) and and like if I don't if I and then it makes it also makes the shitty things that I go through just seem like not such a big deal like I don't take them as seriously but I still feel my feelings yeah not I'm not trying to like talk myself out of having them or anything but just where I'm like holy crap there's so much going on here that this is a drop in the bucket it's a drop in the bucket and I can feel it for a little while but in the grand scheme of things it's like hardly a blip on any radar mine or like the cosmic consciousness or anything it's just yeah going on yeah I almost feel like that it's like I don't know it's like we're it's like we're I don't know, in this book and like, we're just like one page and our consciousness is like resonating on this quantum level that is just one page, but there's a whole stack of them, you know, and it may go on forever and ever and ever. And 
it's it, but then it's also like the sphere and so it's more of like a bubble and a bathtub but then there's like bubbles within bubbles within bubbles and yes. it's like <laughs> yeah it's like, whoa you know, know like there's probably so many different timelines like you know even this one life that I'm having right now is like a branching tree where you know every decision that we're making you know that's just one little branch on the tree and then there's you know other decisions that we could have made would have led us in a different direction you know and so it is it's vast and but it also it doesn't it doesn't take away from what's happening right now because what's happening right now is a part of everything and it matters a great deal and so yeah and it's like it doesn't take it away from it at all I agree like it doesn't make to me it doesn't make me feel like oh this is meaningless or anything like that it's just it's like oh this is like so much smaller than my ego thinks it is right now <laughs> and like I'll still I'll still like give my ego it's it's well it gets its time to you know like have a hissy fit and sorry <laughs> for itself and be very human and all that but like mm-hmm. there's just so much more going on and I don't even need to know what it is I I kind of love that I love that I'm just not gonna know as long as I'm a human I'm not gonna know but yeah. I also love that at least the way my brain works and what I've chosen to put my attention on leads me to a whole bunch of like little mini pieces of the puzzle <laughs> it's just fun <laughs> totally you know it is and that's why I love I don't know some sometimes like my girlfriend or my my parents they just or my friends they're just like okay dude I can't take this anymore (laughs) (laughs) you have been talking about spirituality and other dimensions for way too long like I can't handle it so I definitely get how it's a bit too much for people so but yeah I just I love this stuff so much to me I think it's I don't know this is super interesting and it's like kind of dabbling in speculation and you know it's just a fun thought experiment for me I I suppose and yeah but at the end of the day just like you said this is a giant mystery and and in that way it's also a miracle too and there's a lot of stuff going on that is both within and out of our control and you know just try to enjoy as much of it as you can (laughs) you know because it really is it really is quite beautiful so yeah, just just trying to ride the wave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Corbin, this has been such a fun conversation, as I knew it would be. As soon as I started listening to your podcast, I was like, we're going to have a great talk. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I feel very similarly to you too. So yeah, I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, I appreciate your time for and your willingness to like, you know, have a conversation to share with other people and hopefully they find it interesting. But if they're still listening to my podcast, then I'm sure that they will find it interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode and for your beautiful attention when there's so many other things that you could be listening to and putting your attention on. I really appreciate your listenership and, you know, rate, review, subscribe, share, tag us on social media. If you're listening to this and you liked it, give us a little bit of love back, but even if you don't, we still love you anyways. And I hope you have a beautiful day or night wherever you are and I'll catch you on the next episode, everyone. 
Thank you so much for being here with me on this episode. I appreciate you more than my words could ever say. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share, and I will catch you on the next episode.